Well, folks, how was things? It's just me here this evening now. I hadn't time to get to Enda or Ronan, the usual contributors for the podcast. Um, team announced today, Thursday, in the lead up to the Mead game. And um, there was no podcasts Saturday evening because... I went on the beer and I had a good skip of points. So I was sick as a dog Sunday and you know yourself when you're sick and you don't be bothered talking to anyone. So I kind of left it and then Monday, Tuesday rolled into another thing. So I said I'd try and throw the two, the two games, the review and the preview into the one this week just to keep the show on the road. So we'll start with last weekend. All the talk after the game was, was a shite game. And it probably was up until it was it was watchable, I thought Mayo done very well up to the up to half time they done well. Um they were a man down obviously, but they kept with them. The good intensity, the good energy to the game, I thought they done well. They did a lot of wides but they kept with Dublin, but you have to remember last year they kept with Dublin. They done well until the first half, and then the Dublin blew them away. So was it a matter of Dublin just tipping away in the first half, letting Mayo kill themselves out, tire themselves out, and then pull the trigger? Tired? No, this time of year it's hard. No, because different manager involved. I'm sure they haven't changed much. Like I'm sure Desi Farrell can't. Uh, walk into a dressing room where a squad of players that have fucking won five All-Irelands in a row and start going and saying, lads, we have to do things differently. Things are going to change. I'm sure they're just... He's a matter of just keeping the fucking show on the road. Um, a lot of giving out about the ref. It was a stupid tackle. It was a stupid red card from the ref and it was something we didn't need. Of all people to get it, Jordan Flynn, unfortunate. Brawley mentioned it is did his reputation precede him. I don't know. It's hard no. It's genuinely hard no. Probably just a high tackle, probably just in the referee's eye line. Probably look bad from your peripheral vision. Of course, small going down didn't help. But they everyone does it. Most people hit the ground when they get a belt like that and they'll milk it as much as they can and that's why they do it because it helps sometimes to send lads off. If Small had got up straight away and the referee turned around saying he was walking away, it could have been the difference but that's part of the game now. They didn't score from play, I think from like the 20th to the 50th minute roughly, Mayo. Um, I don't think if the red card had happened that Mayo would have won the game. But... Look at once again, young lads who have got got time, they got minutes, they got a taste of what it's they have to go up against. So Ushin Mullen done well, I thought. For a young fella that's only played two games. O'Hora done well. Harrison much improved. Big, big uh, bonus there was I thought was Harrison uh, looking to be coming back into where he was previously so that's a, a definite positive game time for Leroy which I didn't think he, he was going to be 
brought on. I didn't think he was ready to come in, but he obviously is. Great to see him back as well. Um, that he's fit and able to go. Aidan O'Shea coming in. Stephen Cohn, O'Hora. I thought Stephen Cohn and Jamie O'Connor, and I'd be a critic, obviously, of Cohn, you've heard before. Cohn is doing all right. You know, James McCarthy and Brian Fenton, they're the best two midfielders in the county, in the country, in the county, in the county of Dublin. <laughs> so, there was good performance. Our forward play is, is cat. Um, I don't see a game plan. I don't see what the structure is. There was at times when we were a man down, we were tearing off up the pitch with the ball, head down, running up into a blue wall. Um, interesting point about that and I know I listened to the Mayo News podcast how Billy Joe Padden was saying how maybe we're kicking we kicked in the ball too much now Carr was showing I can see where he's coming from Um, that you know you need to have a better return when you're playing the dubs you can't be just throwing the ball away because when you play the dubs it's it's all about Waiting for waiting to get the ball back off them, basically, so he can have a chance, because they won't give it up easy. They won't give it up easy, and they'll take it off you fairly well, fairly handily. Um, so I think we can't just start booting the ball in, and we can't start running. I, just the game, the game play from the forwards, and our, the team in general, in terms of attacking, in terms of scoring. The helter-skelter mayo of the, of, of the, of the tens isn't going to cut it now if you want to beat the dogs. Um, I think we need to develop more of a pattern in terms of up front. I didn't know. Like I, I couldn't see uh, what the idea was. Conroy came in, worked hard, and he was double marked inside, and he still was showing in fairness to him. But like we 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 need a bit of work in terms of the forwards. I know there's a lot of young forwards, like so Ryan O'Donoghue and Tommy Conroy in there. Carr was in there. James Jerkin got a chance. So they're not used to playing with each other, which can be part with two. But I think what Hoare needs to do is start to look, uh, start to uh, try and develop some sort of forward play or some sort of pattern or game plan, maybe. Maybe it's 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 it's, it's a work in the progress. It's hard, no. Well, it just didn't look like the last night that we had one. Now with a man down, that could scupper. But look, we have to... You have to plan for these things too, especially with the sin bin and stuff. That there is going to be ch- ch- times in the game where may or going to be, could be a man down in the future. Um, but yeah, like there was some, po- there was a lot of positives. You know, I know Horan said it in the interview afterwards, and he was right. There was positives to take from the game, and um, when you considered the way we got bit in the league last year to them, like you know we. We were competing with them from that the other game was a complete d- different story. Um injury wise didn't look good for Cullen Boyle. Twisted the knee. There's a lot of talk as a cruciate. I don't know, it's they'll probably have to wait for it to be confirmed or see what word comes out of the Mayo camp now with the pr- probably won't hear anything until after the match Saturday when we get an update from James or even maybe before. I don't think they're gonna release any anything about her anyway even if it was a a cruciate injury they'd have to wait for the swelling to go down and get a scan so that could be a while yes or could, could have been happening but they'll give it time and um, not good for not good for Cullen Boyle if it is and 
it adds extra emphasis into getting Michael Plunkett into that team and and up to up to Division One inter county standard. So there's a if that's the case. So it's a lot of there's a lot to be worked on there now. You know, um, it's it's as I said, it's unfortunate, but look at. What can you do? What can you do? These things happen with injuries and so forth. Thought the forwards as well. Fergal Bowling got his customary two points. Um, seems to always get a couple of scores. The thing about Carr being taken off. A lot of people were surprised with James Carr to be taken off. He was showing well. I think he missed three shots. Someone was saying to me. He was showing well inside. Um, was taken off a half time against Tony Gall. Was to be an injury. I don't know. Was this... Half time substitution tactical to do with the with the red card or not, um, which will be seen. But he is named at fourteen for the mead game, and uh, it will be a matter now to see. Um, will he get a a full game this time? It's hard. No. The team for the mead game. Rob Henley is in goal. Again, so he starts after after Clark. So could it look like the Henley will be the preferred choice? I thought he would have went with Mead this time. Um, or he would have went with uh, Clark with Mead. All right, he would have went with um, Clark again because maybe Mead mightn't push up as much on the kick out. But uh, Henley's the preferred choice. Had a good first half and didn't give a kick out away. Looked steady enough. And then second half, when Dublin had the extra man, they're hard enough to get the ball away. So that was a disaster, but he dropped one as well. Um, I think it was from a 45, so look at that's the That's where we are with that. You know, there's not much to be said. Like, Clark would be a lot better under the high ball, but obviously Horn has seen something else. Out of the two of them. Um, full backline. Poro Kohora, who was a lot of people's man of the match. I think he was man of the match on the Mayo GA blog. Voted by you, the fans. So, Ohora got the nod. He starts now corner back again. With full back, this time James McCormick. Um, so, comes in for Mullen. Mullen, of course, Oshin Mullen will be playing with the 20s on Saturday at 2 o'clock. And I'll have a bit on that at the end of the podcast. James O'Cormick comes back in, yeah, played fullback in the FBD game. So he is coming in now and fullback. And then Harrison in the corner, more minutes for Harrison. I remember last year, Harrison, I think, played every minute of every match. I think nearly every minute of every match. I have the stats done somewhere on the laptop. Uh, I think he played every minute of the league, and it was him and Doherty. Poor old Doherty got banjacks then in the Donegal game. Um, number five, a surprising one, and I'm delighted to see it is Ono Donahue from Belmullet. Played well by all accounts for NUIG in the Sigerson Cup, so missed wasn't in there for a couple of games. But now we have him back in the team and it's, I'm delighted to see that because the age profile of some of our backs it's that are, that are of our senior backs and especially with the injury to Boyle 
it looks like it's going to be we're going to need O'Donoghue when he has played well and was played a bit part in last season didn't play a lot of games from what I recall uh, which is unfortunate because he 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 has been solid and he has been physical and one thing about Mayo when Mayo perform well their backs are, are, are strong they're powerful and we will need um, people like O'Donoghue and we need lads that can bully on the pitch that's the way Mayo play when Mayo play well their backs are tenacious the whole team is tenacious and we need guys like Ono Dunhu. Number six then is Michael Plunkett. Plunkett gets the nod. And number six, I said already, needs the minutes. Good to see it. And Paddy Durkin then ever present now on the wing on number seven. Midfield is again after impressing the last eight, Stephen Cohn and Jeremy O'Connor. Uh, up against Fenton and McCormick the la- and McCarthy the last night. So they done well. They deserve another trip. I think... The way midfielders are going now, it has, it's all about legs, it's all about engines. So they're the two most rangiest footballers in terms of aerobics. Aerobic uh, distance is covered. Like you always hear about Cohn, how he's uh, one of the fittest men in the team, and Jeremy O'Connor as well. So that's where midfields are going. I think they're the two most obvious choices. Especially when you have Jeremy O'Connor has a good attack and presence. Um, can kick freeze now which look, he looked good as well again from the short ones I think we should let him have another run but from what I hear Killian could be close to coming back into that squad too Um, but yeah give Jeremy a twist on the freeze and you have Stephen Cohn who's played all over the backs and in the forwards but can be a defensive player and a good man marker done well against Michael Murphy so I'm liking he's actually down as captain again even though Aidan O'Shea went up for the coin toss the last day Um. Stephen Cohn, yeah, he's he's doing a job there now, and I know uh, he needs to get a settled position, but uh, him and Jeremy could do well together, and they're both young enough, and there's years in them, so there'll be other midfielders in the squad that'll be looking at that too, be, be worried, especially if the f- couple of forwards and couple of backs fill in the, their two places. The half-forward line then is Fergal Boland at 10, Ryan O'Donoghue at 11, and James Durkin at 12. James Durkin gets another nod again after his uh, heroics up in Donegal. He was busy against Dublin, in fairness. Tough to do well. Missed a couple of absolute horrendous bad, bad freeze. So he'll have to get that right again if he needs to keep his place in the team. But from play, he was good. He was busy. He worked hard. And uh, as I said, a lot of these forwards are all playing together. Probably the first, you know, they're not used to playing with each other. So it will take time to bed in some sort of partnership with certain players. Um, but as I said earlier, you know, energy is key, and everyone should be everyone should be putting their shoulders to the wheel when it comes to things like that. Ryan O'Donoghue back at eleven again. I know Ronan Kenny was saying he was delighted with Ron with uh, Ryan O'Donoghue at uh, at eleven. So he's out in the half forward line again. He offers something different. A bit like James Dirk as well. Plenty of pace. So yeah, he'll be happy enough. Um to get another twist out there and get a chance and, and, and along with James Durkin as well James Durkin moves out to the half forward line Fergie Boland will, will play half forward and probably kick two points again no doubt Fergal is impressing because he, he's always tipping away in fairness to him so yeah um, he that's a, an interesting half forward line it's a very small half forward line that's one thing I will say they're very short the three of them 
well, Fergal Bowden might maybe not as much, but I know Ryan Rooney and James Jerkin in terms of height, not the highest. Um, so, Storm Kira, Rob Henley, big balls. Are we looking to win ball in the half forward line when we have the wind? I don't know. It there's probably going to be a change, and there might be a change in there actually with uh, Aidan O'Shea as well has to come in as well. Uh, inside then it's Tommy Conroy from the Neil, James Kerr Erda, and Kevin Mack. My, McLaughlin in from that more in the full forward line. Tommy getting his first start after impressing both times on the bench deserves it, but I wouldn't be uh, over critical if things don't go his way. It's still his first couple of games, so yeah, look at if if he can step up to it and it, it, me probably the weakest team in in Division One. They should be looking for a win. They will have experience on the bench. McLaughlin inside. McLaughlin done well against Galway in the FPG. And uh, came in against Dublin. But things weren't... Things were cooked then. Big one for Carr, I think. I think a lot of people will be expecting uh, Carr to be busy again. If he can kick a couple of scores. And try and stay on the field for more than 35 minutes. So, he will. Yeah, he will be looking to... uh, to impress and it's all James Jerkin you know he, you know, you, you, I don't think you're going to get too many chances on this team so you have to you have to take them when you get them and this is this is one of these moments for for um, for the two boys but overall I thought it, you know you got Aidan O'Shea's on the bench you have a couple other experienced players yet I haven't seen the subs name yet but I'm sure it'll come out soon enough but besides that yeah I think they'll be relatively happy going into this game I think I'd be confident that Mayo could win you know they should be beating this team so we have a point on the board if we don't get this win with Monaghan beating Tyrone it's putting a small bit of pressure on them to stay up a small bit but I wouldn't be um, look it's the fine I think it's the financial side of things that it's the financial side of things that if they were to get a relegation would cost Mayo, I think, more than anything. But in terms of the team developing, I, you know, it's not the end of the world. But look, that's for another day. Um, Yeah, look at I'll poll the game later on. I will the other games. And um, actually, interesting about Jordan Flynn, Flynn, they didn't appeal the card. Or can they appeal the card at league? I'm sure they can. But they decided not to, so they must have thought it wasn't worth it wasn't worth uh, dealing with. Uh, just a quick look down on the Mayo GA blog and um this yellow wind warning is actually the main talking point from the blog. And um yeah, Storm Kira Storm Kira, yellow weather warning. Very small stand in Navan. Did I read somewhere holds two thousand people? So that is, uh, you're gonna get wet and you're gonna get cold. It's on YouTube if you can't make the trip. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people sending up tickets to be scanned. I'll have a ticket out for myself or a couple on the page that I can give away. I'll give them away later on, uh, probably Friday evening. Um. Other bits and bobs. Yeah, look at if you want to get a seat in the stand, you're going to have to be there early. If you're going to be there early, that means you're going to be queuing up and you're going to be standing in the rain anyway for two or three hours. So you're fucked either way. Uh, if you want to get in it for the match and try and stay dry, so that wind is gonna, it's gonna be um, 
Will it suit Mayo? I don't know. It might suit them from one half. It could make the game scrappy, but we'll see. We'll see in the next in the next um, in the next twenty four hours, forty eight hours. It'll we'll see what's coming in. Dunder, uh, yeah, so that's about it. I'm on that side of things. Uh, just a quick mention about the under twenties as well. The under twenties, two o'clock Saturday, McHale Park. It's a tenner in. I don't know, this some of the Galway Connacht winning side. So they win five in a row, this will be probably some of them players playing, there'll be a good few of them playing. It will be a challenge for Mayo. Um I've seen Mayo play a couple of times, they've been impressed, but it's hard to know what the Galway have. But when you compare we only seen them play Johnny Gall and Derry and Loud, so a day world beaters we'll have to we'll soon find out on Saturday. It's very early in the year for this competition. It's a new thing from the GA. And it'll be ran off to us knockouts. So if they lose, that's it. It's a short year for the lads. Um, I'll be at the game. I'll have a few videos, a few tweets up. A bit of shy talk. Anything funny, I'll take a picture and put it up. The usual crack. Um, there's no need to update the scores because they'll, they'll be put up anyway by Mayo GA and whoever else. So there's no need for me to put them up. Um... Do I think they'll win? I don't know. I hope they do. They're out against Leitrim then in the semi-final, so it's more than likely a final. All going well. They've a lot of work done, you know, for one game. It's tough, but that's football. So, look at us. We'll, um, we'll be there. We'll keep an eye on them. Hopefully it won't be too bad. We'll get the fucking shite blown out of us probably on Saturday as well. It'll be a rotten day. There'll be no the stand pointing the wrong way. Nothing we can do about it. Um but cheer on the boys. Um if I forget anything else there's fuck all I can do about it because I'll have the podcast uploaded and I can't deal with listening to myself to check it. But yeah I think I've all the bits and bobs covered. Let's hope for two points and I might have a bit up, depending on how I get on Saturday evening. Um, I might have a bit up Sunday evening, but I'll let you know anyway. Keep an eye out on the pages. And uh, all the best. Look after yourselves. Up Mayo.